Hey guys, welcome back. I'm just doing my little spa night tonight and I'm so relaxed compared to the beginning of 2021. If you're listening, um, we made it to week three, so congratulations on that. Uh, it was a rough start, but I'm so excited because today's episode is truly uplifting, hilarious, and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this guest because he is talking about individuality, interior design, and our towers. Yes, our towers. You're going to have to listen to find out what that is. But he is literally the most funny, the most hilarious, the most fashionable, and the most outgoing person I know. This is a great episode, so please listen in if you are looking for an upbeat episode, looking for a laugh and some tips and tricks when it comes to design, this one is for you. Stay tuned. So today's guest is Trevor Judd, and if you don't already know him, then you should because he is literally <laughs> one of the best people I know. He's hilarious. He's literally <laughs> so fashionable, so driven, literally one of my closest friends in the design program. And I'm so excited to have him on today because I haven't seen him in like a year, it seems. And Trevor and I have all these stories to tell you guys. And we haven't talked in a few months, weeks. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Guys. But like, this is our catch up just as much as it is your entertainment. <laughs> so please <laughs> welcome Trevor Dodd. Thank you so much for coming on today, Trevor. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for having me, Lily Grace. Yeah. And if you guys didn't know, Trevor came on my podio, my pre-podcast yeah. a couple times um, for those little five-minute stints. But today we're going to get in detail. We're going to learn all about Trevor and his life and <laughs> everything like that. So we're so excited. But one question that I always lead with Trevor is what defines your lifestyle? I think what defines my lifestyle is probably individuality because I've always sort of nurtured the sense of having my own sense of individuality and being different obviously than everyone else because growing up in a very rural town as an openly gay kid like that was obviously very difficult but like I didn't let it diminish like who I was like I still you know played my sense of fashion that you know <laughs> I still you know did the makeup looks that I wanted to do um and it was honestly shocking to see like how many people were actually accepted, like accepting of it. Um, but so probably like a sense of individuality for sure. I love that. And actually that kind of reminds me, we have both very similar backgrounds in the sense of growing up in the middle of nowhere, rural mm -hmm. New England. And I think in a sense, it's weird because it gives you like so much more drive and so much more ambition in a sense, because mm -hmm. you're like, what else is out there? But I think it's so powerful that you even said that right now, because I think for people who are kind of scared to be themselves, like it is just so powerful to see other people allowing themselves to be themselves. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to give us your little introduction, your bio, if people don't know you already? Yeah, sure. So like Lily Grace said, I'm Trevor. Um, grew up in central Maine. I started my interior design journey kind of late. Um, I went to community college my first year because my parents were like, oh, you need to go into something in the medical field. Like those are the only people that make money. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, let's do it. And so I applied to 14 different colleges and got into all 14 and they were all wow. pre-med, dentistry, nursing, and then ended up going to community college, like I said, for a year. And I kind of had during that year, wasn't really a gap year, but it was like, I just took like gen eds and worked and 
it was honestly like a self-realization year because I'm like, this isn't like who I am. This isn't Mm -hmm. what I want to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply to a school in Boston. We'll see what happens. Applied to Boston Architectural on Newberry. They were like, yep, you're accepted. And took the leap, went to Boston, transferred to Wentworth, how I met Lily Grace, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then sort of everything kicked off from there. Um, Yeah. Huh. Wait, actually, I didn't know that you want that your parents wanted you to be a dentist or like a doctor. Or yeah, anything I, like that. I was signed up to start the pre-dental program at the University of New England. I had my housing deposit all set. Wow. I was like three days away from moving. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. <laughs> and I'm glad that I did because I probably would have like suffered the entire semester. Literally. Um, but uh so yeah, that's obviously like a little bit about me. I love that. And honestly, like a lot of people I feel like go through the time of like, what am I doing mm-hmm. with my life? They listen to their parents and like I did too, but it's just like kind of crazy where you end up and like how we met. Like if you didn't mm-hmm. even go to the first school or the second school, like we wouldn't exactly. have met. <laughs> that's crazy. And like I tell most people, it's like, I'm not you know, pro take a, take a gap year and like against take a gap year. Like if you feel like you need that time, even if it's a semester to just kind of figure things out and, you know, just do you for that semester, I highly recommend it because in the long run, you're saving time, you're saving money, you're saving energy, you're saving emotions, you're saving (laughs) relationships, like everything, because like you're able to realize who you are and it's hard to open up to other people when you don't know who you are. Oh, that's such a good point. See, you guys, this is why I t- brought Trevor on. He was on my list since day one. And I was like, I need to get this man on my podcast immediately. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a really cool story. And what led you to interior design? Like, why did you decide that? Why did you decide to go to BAC? So by the time I had this sort of self-realization, all of the deadlines had passed to apply and I was like I don't want to wait any longer and luckily BAC was on rolling admissions they just pretty much accepted every student that applied and then um, so that was kind of I guess my easy route out to hurry up and start interior design and not like kind of take another semester back Um, so that's kind of like why I started there but in the sense of why I chose interior design um, Lily Grace obviously knows we're both very design-driven people, whether it be <laughs> just normal sketching or drawing to fat putting together fashion pieces. Like yeah. we're just those kind of people. And growing up, something that I always did, and, and it may sound weird, but I have, I swear I had have had the Zillow app on my phone since <laughs> I was like maybe 13 years old. And I would just like look up houses and just look at different design themes and you know see what was trending and I think that for me and obviously growing up in Maine like I've seen beautiful coastal homes like I used mm-hmm. to take trips with my friends and we would just go to the open houses in like Cape Elizabeth or Booth Bay Harbor and just uh, see like the, the beautiful like almost mansions really that are literally. you know right on coastal Maine and they're gorgeous and that was something that I was like oh, oh my goodness like I would love to do this and like I told told you guys before this whole having a sense of individuality I feel portrays a lot through design because Mm -hmm. what you portray is you know a self-representation of who you are so when people see your designs they're like oh that's Trevor oh that's (laughs) great literally 
so that's, I guess, something that kind of pushed me towards interior design. Wow, that's an amazing yeah. story. And I, I love you go to County Bunk all the time. And I kind of grew up there because my cousins live there. I've gone to Booth Bay every year. I'm surprised mm-hmm. we haven't crossed paths uh, since school. But like, I feel like we have all these like crossing things that have happened. And maybe that's uh-huh. why we're so similar. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have so many love connecting it. lines we didn't even know that we had. Literally, I'll probably learn so much more today. But that is such a cool story. And like, you always always had this in you for like a good eye for design a good eye for style and I'm so Mm -hmm. glad that you found interior design because like you are it (laughs) like I feel Mm -hmm. like Trevor fits. it was my niche (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally huh that's awesome and like would you ever do you have the Zillow app or you have it would you ever do real estate um I think I would potentially think about it because I like obviously the interaction like interpersonal like connections that you make compared Mm -hmm. to sometimes with interior design you could be in the office all day or sometimes you could be like out and about all day and it just depends on what you're doing at the time and what's happening with the project so maybe for that sense but I don't think it has enough design Mm -hmm. for me anyways because like obviously like we're constantly working on floor plans we're constantly working and pushing like the limits of design and so for me, that's like everything, but I feel like with realty, I kind of would lose that part. Yeah. And then I would start to get in the realm of feeling like I was doing the same thing all the time. Yeah. So maybe it's like a little side job. I yeah. might. I've always been interested in flipping houses because I know. <laughs> obviously like you buy something that looks awful and you get to turn it into something that's so you. And that's something that I enjoy. Huh. No, yeah, that's interesting. And let's talk design in general. Like, what are three things that only interior designers would understand? Or like, what's something that really defines what we are? That's a really good question. I think the first thing would be kind of, this isn't, I guess this isn't really like defining who we are, but the first thing is actually kind of is when people call us interior decorators. Yes. And I think we legitimately define who we are by telling them the difference between interior decorator and interior designer. Because I'm the reason that that outlet is like six inches above your countertop right there compared to an interior decorator that's like, they went out and picked your yellow throw pillows for you. Like, yes, we do pick out uh, finishes and furnishings, but that's kind of like the last step. You know what I mean? That's like the bow on the present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So that's definitely one thing. And that's something that I come across a lot because (laughs) obviously in rural Maine, when people are like, oh, what do you, you know, what are you going to school for? I'm like interior design. They're like, oh, you can get (laughs) great interior design. I'm like, yes. And then I show them like final projects or I show them floor plans and they're like, whoa, that's, that's like what it is. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it's a lot more than what you think it is. Yeah. So I think that would definitely, definitely be number one. Um, Number two, I think is we're kind of, we're, we're kind of like different people really compared to, um, you know, like, for example, putting us next to a business major, like the way that you talk about business with a business major is going to be completely different to the way you talk about business with us. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. they're going to look at it very analytically compared to Mm -hmm. us, we're going to look at it very like visually. Yeah. Um, So I think that's another thing. And then I think a third one is sort of, 
like I said, our individuality to the way we dress, to the way we portray ourselves, to the way that we send an email, like they're all just very us because we're so visually driven and we're so, you know, design driven that it, you can just tell, like for me, texting in group chats that I have with interior (laughs) design people, like across all of New England, really, because friends here and friends in Massachusetts and New Hampshire and you know I just had a friend that moved out to Los Angeles and you know talking with them as simple as like me talking about RuPaul with one of them we look at it and we're like oh they definitely could have done like this with the jacket or oh they definitely could have like changed um you know this with the with the wall and I think that's something that defines us because I feel like no matter where we go we're picking something apart like for example actually Last night, Sarah, one of our good friends, Sarah Baga, we Mm -hmm. both went out and did like a little Christmas gift exchange and we got dinner at this restaurant, ironically, that I didn't even know existed. And it's 15 (laughs) minutes away from my house. And Sarah is from Massachusetts and she happened to found it. And we were sitting there and we were like, we love what they did with the shiplap or this fixture. (laughs) So that's definitely something that designs us compared to other, defines us because, you know, compared to other people, they don't really do that. Yeah, no, honestly, you literally captured it right there. I have a hard time like speaking to people. Um, I'm like, this is what I do. But honestly, that is perfect right there, especially Mm -hmm. what you said about the business. I think that is so cool because we're minoring in business, but you're so right. Business people think very like analytically, financially, how are we going from point A to point B and making the money? But I think what makes us different as business people is that we bring in compassion. We bring in Mm -hmm. like, how are we going to make this an experience? And how are we going to make this a beautiful thing for people to live? And like, how are we going to capture their attention? So, huh? Exactly. Good point. And I also love how you said we are so individual, like you're so right. When mm-hmm. all of our projects are up on the wall or all of our palettes, I could pick out yours like in a split second, basically. <laughs> it's like when we played that game where we picked yeah. out five materials and put it like in a little envelope. Everybody yep. pr- pretty much could have everyone pegged and, you know, kind of referencing our projects. I think it's so funny that we're all given the same, you know, sort of brief to work with but none of our projects are ever similar whatsoever like we're given the same space to work with we're given the same brief like I said but no one's ever looks the same and it's like you just look at it and it's like it's crazy how much each person can just push the design to the end and it's it's nice to see because then when we're in you know sort of the industry actually working post-grad um you realize that like that comes in handy because you start working with a group and it's Mm -hmm. like something that you may have realized in your project and use could have been helpful in my project, but I didn't think about it. But then something that I used in my project that could have been helpful for yours and you didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's actually something else that's very important. It's just like our sense of networking and being able to bounce ideas off from one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. I love talking about networking as you know you do mm-hmm. too we're all about that and it's I like also, my favorite thing <laughs> yeah I, I agree and I think that's kind of like why we love our industry too because honestly Trevor and I have been to some amazing events some amazing opening parties and like that's what I miss about the real world uh without the pandemic but I think that's another part of it we like to have fun we like to have beautiful parties but we also like to work hard and we're super driven to make everything like 
exactly the way we want it. <laughs> and that's why we're always very excited to have a little downtime and, you know, share a cocktail <laughs> with one another because the hard work pays off. Yes, definitely. So what are like three things that you could give people if they're trying to make their spaces look more beautiful or really exemplify who they are? So I think the first thing I would say is I feel like a lot of people will have an idea in their head of, you know, how they want their room to look. For example, they want you know, or even I'll, I'll start with like a dining room, I guess. So like, say they want their dining room to feel as if they're walking into a coffee shop. A lot of people will just go out and pick out like signage that has something to say about coffee or like they'll pick out, you know, I don't know, coffee mugs to hang on the wall or, and, you know, I, it's not really what they're thinking, but it, it's what they think they're thinking, if that makes sense. Yeah. What they want to capture is like the essence. So like you want to catch the aroma. You want to catch like the worn wood boards that they use on the floor. You want to catch like sort of that just everyday college student vibes. You want to catch like the lighting or the tapestry hanging. And so I think one of my biggest pieces of advice is when you start doing this, start looking on Pinterest. Like Pinterest is always my go-to because it's it's kind of like decorating for Christmas and all you do is put up Santa Clauses across the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like realizing that what you want is a lot different than what you think you want, if yes. that makes sense. Because like for me, it took me a long time to realize what kind of design style or design vibe that I wanted mm -hmm. and eventually stumbled upon like a mixture of sort of mid-century modern. Mm -hmm. And so it's like starting to realize what your main focal pieces are going to be and then sort of ac accenting them with supplemental materials. So like mm -hmm. for me, I was like, you know, one of my biggest things when I walk into my room is my dresser and my desk. So those were two things that I started to pick out first. And then, you know, was like, okay, this rug could work perfectly up against both of them. And I guess it's realizing that it's not just a sign that says mid-century modern, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I feel like people like you, to your example, they're like, oh, I want to create a little coffee bar, a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. So they get a sign that says coffee, but exactly. I think they're taking it literally. And I think to take it a step further, you're right. They need to capture the feeling and the mm -hmm. essence and like, what does it really feel like to be in the coffee shop? And I think that's where designers come in because it's like a lot of people have a hard time visualizing what they want. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So like hire him if you want to make your dining room look like a coffee bar. <laughs> and yes. And so then I guess to follow up with two and three, um, always stay true to yourself when you're designing, you know, obviously, yes, if you, you know, are one of us and you're designing for other people, it's our job to, you know, listen to what they want and do what they want. And there's always a way to sort of part your own little niche in there and I'm sure Lily Grace knows like she's always loved working with triangles and so <laughs> yeah. throwing a little triangle in there somewhere is kind of like a trademark for her um <laughs> so it's like always staying true to yourself and not you know sort of letting you know your environment change who you are um I think that's very important when designing and then I guess my third thing is don't be afraid to ask for help yeah uh, because I know a lot of the times I've been, you know, stumped working on a project or stumped at work and, you know, 
starting out, you're, you, you kind of get like scared or nervous. And um, once you ask for help, I, it just opens up a whole new window because they may say, you know, one thing that sparks that thing in your brain that you needed to go off. Mm-hmm. And once it does, you're like gone for the next like two weeks. <laughs> because you just, it was like that, it was that one little thing that you needed to, to you know, flip the light switch on. And I know that's definitely happened to me uh, uh, many times. So Same. I think that would be my third, you know, piece of advice. Huh. That's a really good point. And I agree. Like even like asking you or like whoever's sitting next to me in the studio, like, what do you think? And then they say something. I'm like, whoa, I did not look at it like that, but it like literally opened a whole nother door to how I wanted my design to look. So that's cool. Exactly. Huh. All right. So let's tell them a little story about us. Um, do you want to explain to people Jeanette? <laughs> yes. So I was actually going to kind of lead into that. That's funny. So, um, Lily, Grace, and I had two professors, or I guess we kind of still do have two two professors, more friends now, really, I guess. Yeah. Um, one of them, one of them was Lynette, and one of them was Jennifer. And Jennifer was kind of, to embody Jennifer. She's just kind of bad and bougie, uh, <laughs> you know, Louis Vuitton handbag, nice little BMW convertible. Um, you know, she'll talk to you about how to mix a martini. She's just like one of those kind of people. And then we have Lynette, who is kind of, she's just kind of like everything. She's like your, your school mom, really. Like if you have a problem, I run to her. If I'm feeling upset, I run to her. Like literally she's just, she's so knowledgeable, but she's just like such a great, genuine human being. And she's hilarious like she's she has the sense of humor that Lily Grace and I have which is just amazing um (laughs) but my first semester at Wentworth I was thinking too analytically ironically on the very first project that I had and I was getting very frustrated and Lynette was the one that had come up to me and you know was like well did you think about this and that one sentence that she told me like let me just change my entire mindset for honestly all the way up until now which it's still ever changing (laughs) but that one little thing that she said to me I was like boom you know yeah Uh, so then one day Lily Grace and I were like honestly if we could just like embody Lynette (laughs) and Jennifer into one person that would it would she would that person would just be unmatched. And that's how we came up with Jeanette. Yeah. So we have this little sort of character (laughs) and she's a little, you know, mixture of Jennifer, a little mix of Lynette and everything good. I feel like we are Jeanette too. Yeah, no, exactly. We luckily, I feel like draw from both of them because Lily Grace and I definitely have champagne minds like Jennifer. But we also have the very like tactile skills that Jennifer, uh, that Lynette has. Um, So that's kind of how we ended up with Jeanette. Yeah, so that's our little Jeanette story. And honestly, Trevor's just hilarious, as you can tell. But (laughs) also, let's like, let's like picture ourselves in the next 10 to 20 years. So, okay, everyone look at like a city skyline and then just think of like the Boston skyline right now. It has the Prudential, has John Hancock, has the Capitol building, but then think of two towers that double that (laughs) with Mm -hmm. a bridge connecting on top of the catwalk, connecting the two buildings. That is going to be our TLG tower. (laughs) Yes, and that is where we're going to live and we are going to run the biggest empire ever. And Team Danette <laughs> will rule the world. 
literally we're gonna have our black he's gonna have his white uh range rover all of my black mercedes right. like we're just honestly we're gonna take over the world <laughs> pulling up to brunch and style yeah literally no but honestly we always joke i don't even know where that came from but we were like no either one day like, i don't know how we started talking about towers or anything but i've always wanted like, one yeah and it's always kind of just like been a thing for us we are we're always <laughs> like oh our towers our towers but now that you say it like i don't even remember how that started but like now mm-hmm. it's just kind of like our thing <laughs> <laughs> literally i I think it's hilarious. I love it. And also, honestly, Trevor and I have been through so many ups and downs, not us as a relationship, but like us together. (laughs) And in that sense, with the fashion show, if you guys didn't know, we did a fashion show three times. Trevor modeled last year. He was absolutely amazing. We won and we (laughs) killed it to wrap that up. But um, honestly, there was a lot of drama. It was like the Real Housewives of Interior Design at Wentworth and we got through it. But it was amazing. Do you want to tell people about the fashion show? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, like I said, transferred into Wentworth. So I didn't really, when I transferred in, everyone kind of had their niches in interior design. Everyone had their friend groups. Um, but I knew when I met Lily Grace, I was like, yeah, we're going to be friends. I just know because you know, <laughs> we'd be, we'd be vibing or whatever. And, um, so then she was talking about the fashion show because she had done it, you know, the previous semester that I wasn't there. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun because when I was thinking about, you know, what my next step was, it, you know, fashion design was one of the options and ended up picking interior design. So being able to do both was amazing. Um, but like Lily Gray said, it was like the real housewives of <laughs> interior design. Um, <laughs> but it was it was good because obviously, like I said, you find your niche in your program and Lily Grace and I kind of found our niche in the fashion show and we kind of just, you know, did our thing. And then last year, obviously we were able to just work as a powerhouse. We didn't have really any drama that I can recall. <laughs> we had some, but we won't get into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe we had some, but maybe it's I'm just all like, a blur. <laughs> it's all a blur now. Like once they announced we won, I was like, that's all who cares? Like, yeah. Who cares anymore? Um, but it was so nice because I guess for people that don't know it, um, we just, we constructed both outfits completely out of materials that we would use in our industry. So like we made a carpet corset, we made, you know, pants out of window coverings and, you know, different seating textiles. And I think the best part was it was also like a huge networking event because we worked with different reps to get the products. And then we also were, you know, met so many different people at um, the fashion show, mm-hmm. which was and I wish we could do it again this year because I was really looking forward to it but you know it's a year of new things so (laughs) yeah and like Greg is an amazing uh rep from Interface Carpets and he was amazing Katie like all of the union office ladies like literally national everyone was so amazing and you guys if you think of the Victoria's Secret fashion show from a few years ago it was like that but our industry with like 5,000 people the music the lights the everything mm-hmm. and Trevor killed it he modeled you'll have to like check out our Instagrams or something yes oh I love it, it was it was amazing and I just I can't even describe the words once I set foot on that runway that it was just like 
it was over. Like it was just one of the <laughs> most amazing experiences ever. And I'm forever grateful that I got to do it with Lily Grace. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm so happy. Like Trevor and I took on that journey two times in a row. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing. A couple of years ago, we, we were set officers. We got, we got to go to the Newport Mansion. So that was so fun. We did. <laughs> We've done so much, it seems, even though yeah. it's all a blur. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's like so weird to think. I was telling my sister yesterday, I was like, I feel like my life back in Boston and back in school was like a dream. Do you feel that? No, way? seriously. It's like, and now we've woken up in this reality that we woke up into. It, it just ain't it, sis. It's not yeah. working for me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, do you want to talk to us about your quarantine experience and like your transformation? Like, what was going through your head? Yeah. So, um, I was working for an interior design and architecture firm in Boston called Stantec. And then come, I think it might have been late April was when they started laying off people. And obviously they started with the interns and then they're on and so forth. Um, so then over the summer, we obviously had classes, which was completely online, which was new for everyone. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really know how to tackle it because like I said, something for us is like, we bounce ideas off from each other and like sitting next to each other and actually, you know, making models and designing with each other is huge for us because a lot of our inspiration comes from what's around us. Mm -hmm. And so something for me that I realized helped was like, you know, making separate Zoom calls or FaceTimes <clears throat> with my friends when you had a problem, because like I said, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, but something I also learned is obviously no one likes sitting in their bedroom or their office or their dining room, you know, for hours and hours on end. So something that I would always do is usually between classes, I'd have at least, you know, anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. And I would find something to do outside, whether it was a walk or to go grab a coffee or go grab a sandwich, because one, fresh air is everything and mm -hmm. we need it. We need sunlight. And I kind of gave my brain a chance to relax and, you know, to keep my work life and school life away from my personal life. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was very important because otherwise I think I may have gone insane sitting <laughs> in my bedroom at my desk for like nine hours on end. Um, but then obviously COVID had pushed me to come back home because you know, it's really expensive to live in Boston and there's no point in living in Boston if I can live at home. Mm -hmm. uh, so I moved back home, which was obviously culture shock again, because everyone up here wears Chippewa work boots and Carhartt pants. And I'm out there, <laughs> I'm out there uh, sporting like my Gucci bag and like my cute little fur coat. And um, so that was definitely different, but it's been nice because it's kind of just let me refresh, um, but I'm very much ready for the world to hopefully open somewhat again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's all about just realizing what kind of, you know, healthy habits you can do throughout the day. That's something that I realized, like making sure you're drinking enough water, making sure mm -hmm. that you're getting some sort of exercise, whether like I said, it's walking outside or even, you know, doing some squats in your bedroom um, or, you know, doing, a Sudoku puzzle is something that I do because it, it, you know, it keeps my brain moving and it's not like shutting down. So um, that along with, I've learned taking myself away from my phone um, 
has been really nice because I'm not constantly like, you know, other than checking emails for school or doing schoolwork, like I'm not enveloped so much in my phone and I'm realizing like what's actually going on around me. And like, this was the first year that I had ever voted, you know, don't hate me, but um, <laughs> that was like a whole new experience for me too. But it's because I was able to actually, you know, get involved and follow politics. And it's something yeah. that I never realized that I would even be interested in. So I think it's definitely helps me take a step back and, you know, sort of reset, you know, my morals and my goals and sort of realize, you know, what I want to do moving forward. Oh, I love that. And I can totally relate to you because basically verbatim of what he just said, like I had very similar realizations and I think it's like, in a sense, in hindsight, it's a good thing because we kind of got a chance to reset and rest mm -hmm. because it's always the grind of like the nine to five or whatever's happening. And I feel like it's a rat race and this time <laughs> right? kind of like allowed us to just sit and like chill <laughs> for once <laughs> because we're both very like on top of our stuff. We have our agendas, we have our plans, like book to the max, but like this was different <laughs> for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's like, we no longer have to be like, let me pencil you in for a cup of coffee. We're like, so <laughs> you want to spend half an hour and have a cup of coffee with me? <laughs> You're so right. I, honestly, me and my penciling and like when, oh my gosh, that's school. When I was genuinely like making plans with friends, I was like, hold on, let me go check my agenda. Let me make sure. Uh, I think I have a two to three appointment available if you want it. <laughs> yeah. No, I always joke with my mom because back in like the I don't know, 1800s or something, they had calling cards where uh -huh. like you would send them to your friends and they would send back a time that they could come over and, and like each hour was slotted out. And I was like, this is what <laughs> I'm going to have to do. <laughs> right. No, but now it's different, obviously. But I think that is so cool that you made that realization. And like, how did your mindset shift? Like, what was the biggest like turning point or shift in your mindset? I think realizing like actually, you know, realizing that the pandemic was actually a bigger issue than I was anticipating. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I was living in Cambridge, and it got so bad to the point where like, I think they moved back to this to stage two, but um, it was like, you couldn't leave the house without wearing a mask. And I think that was when my mindset kind of changed because I was walking down the street. And it was it's it was honestly like, you know, from a movie or something, just seeing everyone with masks on, like little kids with masks on. And it was, it, it, I, that's the only way that I can explain it was it was like a movie. And I can remember one day I was just standing there in the middle of the street, just watching people, like not even moving, just watching, you know, what was going on around me, the transaction at the store across the street, the person carrying the coffee, but can't drink it because they have a mask on. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of when my brain shifted because I was like, there are so many things that we took for granted. Like we took taking public transportation for granted. Like that now is scary to so many people because we don't know, we don't know, obviously public transportation doesn't get cleaned as much as it should. And we all yeah. know that. Um, but it's like, we don't realize that like going out to dinner is a luxury, like going out and buying groceries is a luxury. And like, now it's just so difficult because it's like, you know, only so many people can go in the store and you have to wear a mask. And, you know, I miss being able to go to Target and drink my Starbucks at the same time. And <laughs> I now know. I can't do that. So I think that was kind of where my brain start, sort of started to shift and I started to see things in a new light. So 
Huh. Now that's a really good point. I think maybe all of us had a weird moment like that where we mm-hmm. were like outside of ourselves and like looking at the world around us and we're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what is, what is happening? Yeah. 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 And I think you were talking like you did a lot of personal growth too. And I think that's so important for people to see that we're able to, to seize that time to just like grow as a person, because do you want to talk about that? Your personal growth? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I've always stuck true to my individuality, but I realized that I started getting caught up in, you know, everything else that was going on around me. And I kind of strayed away from that a little bit. Um, and so now, you know, sort of kind of just, chilling and doing my own thing like I've become a plant dad which is amazing (laughs) like it has like changed my life I don't know what it is but like having plants in my room and throughout my house is just like uh, it just gives me life and it makes me feel so good and like you know watering them every day I don't know it's a weird thing but it's like it just makes me happy um so finding things like that that have made me happy has been amazing but as far as personal growth goes um like I said, they're, you know, even as far as visiting family now, I took for granted because I can't even do that now. So mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, realizing what I want moving forward and hopefully once this is over, I think I'm just think going to appreciate so much more. And I think I've become, yeah. I've become a better person from it. And I, I feel like I've also become a better designer because you know, we're now thinking of things we never thought about before, Mm -hmm. like for flu season, we're thinking about, you know, touchless entry or um, sanitization centers. And like, that's obviously something that's we're thinking about now, but wasn't something that we thought about before because the flu, you know, there's a vaccine, but now with COVID there, I mean, yes, they're starting to vaccinate, which is amazing, but it's those little things that we haven't thought about now. So I think between that and, you know, spending time to self-realization, um, has just been amazing. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like it sounds like you've done a lot of growth, like you said, and like are mm-hmm. doing things for yourself. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like people that have done that, like I have too, like, it's so nice to just not have judgment all the time and just like kind of be and like, just allow yourself to do whatever you want. <laughs> and I've discovered makeup, which has been such a fun thing. Yeah, you're good at it. Thanks. But obviously being in quarantine, like, my artistry skills have to go somewhere because the little designer in me is like, I have to do something. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm home most of the time now. Anyways, I was like, let me just, you know, pick up doing makeup. And that's something that is just nice because I just put on some tunes. I just look in the mirror and I just kind of go. And by the end, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome too, just because it's kept me busy. It's kept sort of you know, the design, the design flowing through me and it's, it's, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. Honestly, if like, I see your stories and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. Like you're you're talking like, oh, I just picked it up. But like, honestly, he looks like so good. (laughs) So professional. I'm not good at makeup. So that's really impressive to me. (laughs) So like, on your down days, like I'm sure everyone has down days, but like, what do you do to pick yourself up? It sounds like you have like really good habits and stuff, but like, what's your go-to like thing to help yourself? Yeah. Um, so for me, obviously everyone like has a routine. Um, 
but sometimes you know I do get in my own head and it's like we all have those bad days Mm -hmm. um so for me I usually go and I get a coffee or I get a tea um but one of my favorite things is to go and get a salad I know this sounds so weird but salad is like my weird comfort food I've always loved salad and (laughs) So I go and I go and get salad and I put on an episode of RuPaul because I'm obsessed with RuPaul and it kind of brightens my mood just because of the energy that's flowing in the show, first of all, because like, hello, drag queens, <laughs> and, and, you know, having a coffee and eating my favorite food and sort of just relaxing um, kind of picks me up a little bit or I'll give, you know, one of my best friends a call or give them yeah. a face. Or I think of someone that I haven't talked to in a while and I'll, you know, shoot them a text and be like, hey, you know, would you want to like FaceTime for a little while? And that brings me up too, because like I get to hear that they're doing well and that makes me happy as much as it makes them happy. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, wow, Trevor. That's so <laughs> cool. Like I, as you can tell, like he's an amazing human and has such an amazing lifestyle. It's so much ahead of him. Like you're going to be so successful. Your words and your attitude just speak for itself. So that's amazing. But like, I know everything's up in the air. Like, where do you see yourself, say, after graduation? Like, what's your ideal, like, life look like to you? So my ideal life would hopefully look like moving to New York because... (gasps) Really? Yes. I have always wanted to live my Carrie Bradshaw fantasy (gasps) and live in a cute little studio apartment in, you know, like, downtown Manhattan. I don't even care if it's a shoebox closet. (laughs) I'm in downtown Manhattan. I am okay with it. And hopefully... Stantec does have an office there, but I would prefer to work for a a more, I would say more diverse company in the sense of design, Mm -hmm. because I'm doing a lot of like high-end residential and Mm -hmm. I kind of want to just, you know, be able to work on everything. So that's kind of like my idea post-graduation. Wow. I didn't even know that. I can so see you going to New York, like Sex in the City. I love that show. And I love, (laughs) literally, I, I could so picture you and I obviously we'll visit you but honestly like that just defines it right there I can see it now yes <laughs> I love it I love it yes yeah, so finally what is one tip that you can leave with my audience when it comes to living their best life oh I think one tip I can say is buy the shoes <laughs> <laughs> that is my one tip because if you don't you're going to regret it (laughs) fabulous thank you and finally where can people find you on your platforms plug yourself (laughs) okay so you can find me on linkedin which is just trevor judd you can find me on instagram which is just trevor.judd and you can find me on Facebook as well as Twitter, which is also just Judd Trevor. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I love that you led with your LinkedIn. He's all about the biz <laughs> you know, people, you so, know. <laughs> the networking. So go ahead, network with him, connect with him, follow him. He's absolutely amazing. And thank you, Trevor, for coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening in. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. And if that inspired you, I would love if you shared on your social media platforms and tagged me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle on Instagram. Or you can visit my website at www.lilygraceyork.com to see my show notes and leave a review as well. I would love to hear your feedback, so please tell me everything and anything that you learned today. Stay classy, stay bossy, and stay listening. Thank you.
So, if you don't already know, I put out my first product ever with my best friend, Alyssa Elk, this fall. Forte Journal, you can find us at forte.journal on Instagram. It's an effortless daily journal inspired to help you find lifestyle motivation and help create direction in life. It is all about self-love and self-care, especially in a climate like this today. We have super cute stickers and new products coming out this fall, so please stay tuned and check us out on Instagram at forte.journal. Are you looking for happiness in 2021? Well, I know I am. I created Forte Journal back in August of 2020, and this product is perfect if you are looking for self-inspiration, self-motivation, and just a little bit of self-love. I think we all could use that nowadays, especially in times like this. I created Forte Journal with my best friend, and I also have stickers and cute little memo pads, along with some other products to go along with the line. If you are interested in purchasing, please go to my Etsy shop at Forte Journal or visit my Instagram at Forte.Journal to check out the products and get more self-love.